you all and uh, all of you. Sister Ashley, good to see you. Sister Ashley's sister, good to see you. Amen. Brother Jaheem, good to see you. He didn't even hear me. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 12, verse 37. <clears throat> It says, but though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Uh, and then verse 38, that the saying of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spake. Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. To whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. Why don't we lay our Bibles down and ask the Lord to help us. In the remainder of this service, ask him to speak to us. Amen. That's what we've come for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house, God, to feel your presence. I'm grateful for what I feel here this morning. I pray, Jesus, that you would anoint our ears, anoint our hearts, anoint our minds. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Man, I want to clarify what I said a minute ago. Uh, I was not at all saying anything derogatory against Pastor whenever I said that your relationship with God is not predicated on Him. So I wanted to clarify uh, that I was not saying... Because Scripture teaches, you can go read in Ephesians chapter 4, that the grace that we receive from God for living for God is through the ministry. Okay, So we need a pastor in order to live for God. Amen. And, and maybe we could talk about that a little bit more. But I just wanted to clarify that. I know that I was thinking about the way I said that, and it could have been misconstrued, so I don't want it to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm thankful that Pastor uh, has asked me to come out here. I, I enjoy uh, these short trips coming to Olathe and spending time with you all. And uh, now my trips are less enjoyable because um, my, I work for Valorum and they're stationed in Kansas City. And they found, when they find out that I'm in town, they ask me to go on site. So I can't work remotely. Um, and so they're asking me to come into the office and then go on site with customers and stuff. And so it's less enjoyable now. But um, I, you guys still make it worth the trip. So I'm still coming. So I'm just, uh, I love you all. I really do. I, I'm not I'm saying that sort of tongue-in-cheek, but I really do love you all. And I appreciate your faithfulness to the Lord and his church. And, and I know that God has great things in store for Olathe. Amen. I hope that you believe that because, amen, why would we be coming to church otherwise? Amen. We don't just, we're not just here spending time. Amen. We're interested in a greater move of the Holy Ghost. We're interested in an old-fashioned apostolic outpouring of God's Spirit. Amen. We don't have to settle for anything less than that. You know why? Because we're the same church that Peter preached in, amen, on the day of Pentecost, amen. When he started, amen, his very first message on, in Acts chapter 2, amen, he was preaching to the same church that you're sitting in today. Amen, we're in a different locale, we're in a different uh, country even, but, but it's the same God, amen, that could do the same things. Amen, God is an awesome God. Amen. Amen, when Moses was in the wilderness, 
Amen. He sat on the side of the mountain that day and looked and saw a burning bush. And that wasn't anything out of the ordinary. But what was out of the ordinary was the God that spoke to him out of that bush. Amen. We don't serve an ordinary God, but he will come and meet us right where we are. Amen. Do you believe that? I mean, do you believe that if you carry on a relationship with God, I don't know what I'm doing about this relationship thing. It's not even thing I prayed or studied about. Amen. But this is just keeps popping up in my mouth, so I'm going to say it. But, um, but if, if you maintain a consistent relationship with him, he will come and meet you where you are. If he has to, do a mir- if he has to perform a miracle to make that happen, amen, but that's predicated on your relationship with God. Amen. Why did Moses go into the wilderness? Amen. Because he slew uh, an Egyptian that was trying, that was beating his brother, and uh, was it was it was out of a a deep seated loyalty to his to his family to his to his to his brother to his fa- to people that were a part of who he was his Israelite brother and and because of that deep seated loyalty he goes and he slays the Egyptian and now he's on the backside of a of a desert. Amen. Amen. I want us to, and I know that I'll talk more about this tonight, but we've got to, we've got to develop some, some, um, some uh, Pastor Bishop Johnson in, in Colorado Springs calls it writing for the brand. And um, I've listened to a lot of Louis L'Amour's in my life. And, um, and when you uh, ride for the brand, it, you're willing to kill. I'm not advocating killing people, okay? I, I'm just expressing with an extreme the, the amount of loyalty that these folks had. These cowhands didn't know, um, didn't know the owner of that, that ranch from Tinbuktu. Many times they would just come up onto the, the ranch and uh, knock on the front door and they'd offer him a job. It wasn't out of some relationship. It, it was just some, that, that this is what I do and I'm offering my services. Okay, we'll try you out for a little while. And then and so they would get, they would work on that ranch and they, and they would, what they would, and Brother Johnson ha, has described this process as riding for the brand. It is, it's, it's out of a deep seated loyalty, a deep seated commitment even. And, and our generation has no concept of commitment anymore. I, I, my generation I'm talking about that. They don't understand what it means to, to, to keep your word. They don't understand what it means just to shake on it and, and do it. Because now you've got to have 15 pages of contract and material and, and things that, that, that you have to hold in contempt if they, if they don't do, you know, and they have to have collateral and things that will make, make sure and ensure that this individual will follow through with what they're saying. And, uh, but but this, this, this whole ideology of just writing for the brand it c- captures all of that. It's just, I said I'd work for you, and I'm going to work for you. And uh, you said you pay me two bucks a day, and I'll, I'll work for two dollars a day. That's, I, I committed myself to that. For as long as you need or as long as our commitment lasts, you will have me. I will be in that saddle every morning to work for you. I'll be in, in those gutters, in the trenches, digging out your cattle because I told you I would. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know how in the world I got off on all that. It has nothing to do with our text here. But it's just... Amen. It's just it's just a concept that that I see in our generation, our young generation that doesn't understand the concept of just commitment of of mom and dad. You're asking me to to do this and I'll just do it because you're asking me to because I'm committed to you. I'm I'm obedient to you. And and there's there's a lot there. Amen. 
Amen. So, but I want to talk this morning about Revelation. Amen. That's going to be my title. John chapter 12, verse 37 through 38. The latter portion of 38 says, To whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. To whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? The concept of revelation is probably overused in our modern denominal Christianity. Amen. You hear people... I'm going to use an ex- uh, a goofy expression. Amen. God revealed to me that when I went through the McDonald's drive-through, that that uh, they forgot my straw in my bag. So that was a sign to me that I needed to go in and get some ketchup. I mean, that was a revelation to me. And, and obviously, I'm joking there. But the point that I'm trying to make is that they overuse the the concept of revelation. That they that God has given them a personal revelation of what it means to live for God and what it means to to do something for God and sometimes in conflict with the word of God. Amen. They they don't have enough of an understanding of what's in the word of God. Amen. So they they have these personal revelations of God from from God and and uh they don't read the word enough to know that what their what the revelation is is in conflict amen with doctrine that's in the word of god and things that are in the bible amen but real revelation is something that you you didn't know before amen that that somebody had to reveal to you somebody had to explain to you it's an idea that you didn't have before but now you do by some process, by some observation, by some communication that, that you have received information that you once didn't have. Amen. That's what revelation is. That's what, that's what revelation is. And there are different ways that you can receive revelation. Number one, one is through observation, through our five senses. We can feel and, and, and understand, amen, that, that this is wood that I'm touching. I, I can feel that. I know that that's wood. That's painted wood there. And, and, um, I can see, amen, that I'm reading off of an iPad this morning. Amen. That's, it reveals to me what it is by observation. Amen. And, and, um, and then more directly, many times the parents will communicate to the children and reveal to them that what they're doing is wrong. That, 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 that they're lying or if they're cheating or, or some things that are being done by that child. Amen. Parents can reveal to them by, by communication. And, um, many times, uh, children pick up mannerisms without even being communicated to it's not like dad has told me to to swing my arm this way but but over time some way somehow uh i have developed the same mannerism that dad does or 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 it's sometimes it's in our dna and it's it's revealed to us by various means uh, and, and methods, but we receive that revelation of how we should behave. I mean, society will teach us how to behave in restaurants and and out on the streets and where and and when to stop. Amen. When the light is red, that means stop. Amen. But when it turns green, amen. We know, we understand that that means go. Amen. That doesn't take to us. It's second nature now. It's not. But amen. But at some point, amen. When you're studying, amen, for that driving exam, amen. You had to receive that revelation some way. Okay? Amen. 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 And, and um, amen. The way that, that, that we receive revelation oftentimes is through communication or various means of observation. And Paul said in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, have, uh, How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And 
How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How are they going to call on something, someone, that they've never received an understanding that he can meet their need? I mean, how, why? Why would they waste their time? Why would they spend time in an altar serving a God or in a pew serving a God that they don't know can really help them? Amen. At some point, amen, between where you're at in that pew and these altars up here, amen, you have to receive revelation that God can really meet your need. Amen, that God is able, amen, to answer and to understand where you're at. Amen. Amen, that's why, amen, that, that's, what, that's, what, that's what unctions and, and drives a response in someone is, is, is revelation. is a realization that what he's saying is true. What's going on, I believe in what's going on right now. And I believe that if I, if I respond the way I should, that something's going to happen, that what I need will happen. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. There, are, there is some revelation, amen, that comes in a different way, though. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here this morning. Amen. There is some revelation that is not derived from reading a book or or communication and conversation with people that are more knowledgeable or even in a classroom setting. Those are ways you can receive general revelation. But there is a kind of revelation that God wants to give his people. Amen. That doesn't come through reading a book and it doesn't come, amen, through sitting in a classroom. Amen. But God wants to reveal to his people what he can do and what he's able to do. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He said that this revelation, Peter, didn't come from anybody through any means of individuals communicating. This is a revelation by God himself. This is a divine revelation. Actually, let's title it that, brother Josh. Divine revelation. Amen. I'm not just talking about a, any, just any kind of revelation. I'm not just talking about any, just a, just a general realization of information. But I want to communicate to someone today, amen, by the power of God's spirit, divine revelation. I want you to understand that we serve a mighty God. That no matter what you're facing, amen, that no matter how big the problem, doesn't matter how long you've been facing this problem, 
And it doesn't really even matter how many times you tried to fix the problem. Because we need a revelation of who God is. I mean, we need a revelation of who who God is, what God can do, that he is able, amen, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think. Amen. Amen. Okay? Uh, He told Peter, he said, and the other disciples, what are these guys saying that I am? What is their revelation or understanding of who I am? And they said, well, they just think you're a prophet. They just think you're a good teacher. They just think that you have a good moral conviction and you're trying to transmit that to us. They just think that you're a prophet. They don't really think that there's much power there. They just think that you've got good information to share with us. You've got good, you've got good ideologies. You've got good thinking and so we that that's all that their revelation is of you and all that is true amen that's where amen you you, i mean i'm i'm getting caught up in in a lot of uh i don't know how many know jordan peterson is josh i knew you would amen he he's a he's a he's sort of kind of a a recent development and and not really too recent because he's been on the stage for a while amen but but um but really, of late, he's been catching a lot of flack from media and things. And in Canada, they've, they've passed a law, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, I mean, that's, that's driving what they're referring to, or Jordan Peterson is referring to as compelled speech. And basically, they're trying to keep, they're trying to dictate which pronouns people use. They, if, if, an, is, if an individual is uh, transgendered or... Um, non-binary gendered or whatever the term is anymore, um, they, they ask that you, first of all, have to know that they are, based on observation, I guess, I don't, whatever. And, and so if you do know that you need to use the appropriate pronouns, Z, Zer, they, they, it's like, okay. Um, and so... They, they want us to use those pronouns to refer to them. But the problem is, is we have to make an assumption. In order for us to, to use those pronouns, we have to make... Before in the past, it was either boy or girl. It's, Larissa is a girl, so I refer to her as her. And I can make that decision by observation. Josh is a boy. and Oh, he's a man. And, uh, and I can make that observation by looking at them so I could use the appropriate pronouns. But in these other situations, they look like I don't know what. And so they, you can't really make that determination by observation. And so, and so they're saying that, hey, let's, uh, let's, let's use these pronouns. And, but if you, don't, if you don't use the pronouns, you could be thrown in jail. You could be prosecuted because it's a form of a, a, aggression. It's a form of offense. And and um, and it's considered a hate speech. It's considered a violent aggression towards them, and you don't, you can't do that. Obviously, obviously, we can't beat people up, and so and so. Whenever you use the wrong terms or wrong pronouns, they observe, they they think that is beating them up verbally, and so you can be prosecuted in Canada if you use the wrong pronouns. And that's what a Jordan Jordan Peterson's 
big ideas is you can't compel me to speak any way. You're taking away my right to free sp- speech. And, um, and, so, and so that is his, his deepest conflict with that. And, and uh, so, so I, I don't know why I got into all that. My, my, point, my point that I was talking a minute ago about was that, that Jesus was talking to the apostles or the, pro- the, uh, the, um, the disciples at this time. And, he told, and, they, and they were, he asked them, what do, what do other people say? And they, all they think of you is, is a, is a uh, you're just a prophet. You're just another one of the prophets of the Old Testament. You're just another one sent from God with good speech and, and good ideas. Amen. And then Jesus drew Peter and the other disciples out from that group and set them aside. He said, okay, what do you say that I am? What is your revelation of me? What, what is your revelation of God? Is he the God that can still heal? Is he the God that can pick somebody up out of the muck and the mire and change them? Do we believe in that kind of a God? Or are we of the opinion that it's just another good message, just another good moral, just another good lesson and teacher? Amen. Amen. When Jesus was on the scene in Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, or 20 through 25, he went through some cities while he was on earth, and there were specific cities that, that he performed in, that he did mighty things in. <clears throat> verse 20, Then began him he to abrade the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done. Most of, most, that's a statement right there. Most of his mighty works were done in these cities. That's what the Bible says. Because, uh, okay, so he upbraided the cities where most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. And this is what he said. Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable, tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And now Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee been, had been done in Sodom, it would, have been remain, it would have remained until this day. He said, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have consumed Sodom. I wouldn't have destroyed Sodom the way I did. Amen. If they had the opportunity that you had, Capernaum, if they had me walking through their streets, performing the healings and miracles that I'm doing, that would have changed them. That's what God said. I, I would have completely changed the face and the story of what, what we know Sodom to be today. Had they had the opportunity that Capernaum had. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. And that the time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent 
and hast revealed them unto babes. Hallelujah. I mean, that, what a statement there as well. Amen. It doesn't require some degree. It does, and, and I'm not against any of that. But it, uh, going to school and educate, understanding all these things, and, and it's some, many times it's required for positions and jobs, and I understand. But, but it doesn't require that in order to receive this revelation. It doesn't require an intellect or some, some elevated thinking. or All you have to be is on a baby's level. I've revealed this unto babes, he said. I gave them a revelation, amen, of who I am and what I can do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And, and many times that you can read in Romans, amen, that, that it, is, it is the intellectuals, it is the people that, that have the thinking and, and they're the ones that are in charge that are really stopping what Jesus is trying to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They turned the image of an incorruptible God into corruptible, into corruption. Amen. Amen. Uh, the mighty God who is Jesus. Amen. The one who walked on this earth. Amen. And spilt his blood for you and me. Amen. That incorruptible God, the, the intellects and the, those folks that, that think they know everything. Amen. They're the ones that are corrupting that and changing that. Amen. Amen. But all you have to have is an understanding of a baby. Amen. To receive this revelation that I'm talking about this morning. Amen. Of who he is and what he can do. Amen. Amen. You, uh, we were talking at home. We, we are in Colorado Springs. We, we were teaching a church history lesson uh, course class, whatever you want to call it, in um, school. And so I had the high school kids. We were going through church history. And and we went across a, a period, and obviously talking about Azusa Street as a part of modern Pentecostal history. And there was a boy that I, that I heard about or read about, I can't remember now. And it was a boy, amen, he was 11 years old. And this guy comes in off the street, and they're at the Azusa Street mission. And he walks in off the street, he, has, and he had, uh, I think he had, I think he had, Whatever the thing is that makes your back go S. Scoliosis. And he walks it off the street. And this boy, 11 years old. Okay? He didn't have enough time to develop some spiritual adeptness. He's 11 years old. Amen. But out of faith and a revelation of who God is and what he can do. said, brother, I'll pray for you. Reached, his, reached and put his hand on his back. And the minute he touched his back, the man's he, the man. The man's spine straightened up, and he was healed. Amen. Because of a baby's revelation, because of because of an understanding of who God is. Right, right, right. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Back to you. Come up here. Amen. Blind Bartimaeus had a revelation. Amen. Everybody else around. Bartimaeus is saying, shut up. You're out of, the, you're out of order. You're not, you shouldn't be doing that right now. But he understood. Everything that I've always wanted is walking right down in front of me. Why would I shut up? Why do I need to keep quiet? Amen. When Jesus is right here. You don't 
understand. You obviously don't have a revelation of what he can do. You obviously don't understand what I understand about Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Friend, I, I, I just I feel like telling this story. Sister Burgess, um, she's, she's a phenomenal singer, incredible singer. And um, she went to the doctor at the beginning of the year, and she was having issues with her voice. And she had nodules on her vocal cords, and it was stripping her voice. She couldn't talk, and she couldn't sing, obviously. And if you understand who Sister Burgess is, that's literally everything to her. And so she went to prayer, and she is a prayer warrior. She is a phenomenal, she just, she's always praying. Incredible lady. And, um, but she asked the Lord, she's like, God, I've heard all my life that it's not, it's not anything I need. It's not anything that I need, but it's something I want. I've heard many, I've heard, and I know that you're able. I know that. I just want you to touch me. She went in like two weeks ago to the doctor, and they uh, did, they put the thing down her throat and scanned everything. And um, they're like, I don't know what happened, but those nodules are completely gone. Completely gone. And um, it was because she had a revelation of who he is, what he could do. And so she prayed the prayer of faith. And the Bible says when you pray the prayer of faith, you shall be healed. You shall be. I mean, when you understand that, when you have that revelation, that when you pray the prayer of faith, it shall happen, nobody can tell you otherwise. Nobody can challenge that. Because I've got a revelation. I've got a revelation. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, we, if we can all stand. <clears throat> wow, we're getting out early today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. There's that divine revelation again. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. What, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. Hallelujah. New life. There is, I hath not seen. There is not a person that has walked the face of this earth that has seen. There are not ears that have walked on this earth that have heard the stories. There's not even anybody that have thought. The Bible says that neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for you to them that love him. 
to then have a revelation. Because he said that those that love him, God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Man, I I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I I don't know what you're going through. I don't know. I I don't know, okay? But I know a God. I mean, I've heard the stories. I've seen for myself him heal Sister Burgess. I've... Amen. But there are things that God wants to do for you that are so much greater than even that. Amen. You've just got to get that revelation. You just got to pray it down. Amen. You've got to reach until that Spirit reveals to you what He wants to do for you, where He wants to take you, how He wants to build you, how He wants to change you. There's no doubt in my mind that he's able. There's no doubt in my mind amen, whether or not he can do it or if he's willing to do it. Amen. But friend, you've got to get this revelation. You've got to get an understanding. Jesus, let's talk to the Lord just for a moment. He Oh Jesus, Jesus, would you reveal yourself to us? Come on, you need to pray that God, would you give me a personal revelation? Would you give me my own understanding of where you want to take me, where you want to build me, how you want to change me? These altars are open if you want to come. Amen. You've got to get a hold of what He wants to do in your life.